Welcome back to Star Wars Escape Pod and uh, your every week Star Wars podcast after show podcast, internet radio show, whatever you want to call it. Uh, this week we have our co-hosts uh, Bryce and Blake joining us in the Escape Pod to talk all about Star Wars Visions Volume 2, which has been out for a few weeks now. And uh, hopefully you all have all had the chance to uh, go through this very quick season. Every, every single short of this season is uh, you know, between like 6 and 15 minutes or something. So it's, it's a pretty quick ride. You can do the full season in two and a half hours, uh, giving a cultural anime perspective on Star Wars. And uh, we'll, we'll talk about that in a moment uh, as we review each episode of Star Wars Visions Volume 2. Let's get into it. Welcome back. Welcome back. Hello, hello. Hello there. Yes, good to be back. A nice break from Rebels, getting uh, some fresh stuff here. It's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah, and uh, hello to you, Bryce. Hey, guys. Hey, good to be back. Good to have you back. And, uh, you know, it's uh, it's been a little bit since we've actually sat down and recorded a, an episode because, uh, you know, I was off for a couple of weeks and we were... Oh, secrets out. Yeah, secrets out. The, the, the podcast was automatically dropping uh, Rebels Talk after shows as uh, while we were away on the, on the, on the hiatus on our, uh, on our Jedi barrage. <laughs> our, our barrage <laughs> vow. <laughs> you, you disappeared to Acto for a while. Yeah, that's, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> Some girl named Ray came knocking at my door. So we need a new episode. Yeah. <laughs> The fans uh, are yearning. <laughs> the fans are yearning for more. I want it's funny, more. You were in Scotland, so I yeah, was on yeah. Toe. As a, it's true, pretty actually. Much. Yeah, pretty much. We had so. to go there and actually convince them to come back to you know just to save the <laughs> like, we're save not making the galaxy. This up. It was the real October. Yeah. Josh yeah. was actually hiding. You gotta come back. You gotta come back for the podcast, Josh. <laughs> uh, we haven't talked was, about visions yet. I was hiding away on all. We Donnie. need you. <laughs> we need you. Help us, Josh. You're our only. Yeah, owner. how was it? It was awesome. It was a great trip, yeah. and uh, you know, we did uh, we did we did a, a coach through the Highlands, and that's where mm -hmm. we saw a lot of uh, a lot of filming locations for you know 007, Harry Potter, and uh, you know, I'm pretty sure they did some of Andor there for for Aldani. Oh, I could see you know, that. The, yeah, the yeah, outlines, yeah. the the uh, the in the Highlands, right when they're the Imperial base and all that. that did was, you see the mansion? yeah when Andor when Andor was first coming out. I had just come back from the Highlands as well, and I instantly recognized it. It was oh, pretty nice. Right, yeah. It's, yeah. it's awesome. It's, it's so cool. And from the pictures you were sending us, it, it looked very similar. Yeah. It yeah. Super, yeah. It's interesting because it, it's, it's, it's nice when it doesn't need, when you automatically recognize it. You can tell there's not a ton of CG that kind of goes over the top to kind of make it into a new world. 
Right. It's almost instantly recognizable, which is really nice. That, yeah, in, it, in that environment when you're there. Totally, totally. Yeah, it, it is. It is nice because you know you you do get that real like cinematic vibe. Like, I mean, I I gotta say, like, I you know I love all the other shows that Disney Plus has been doing, but Andor is the one show that I can say I would go see that in the theater. And yeah, it's it, it's gonna hold up. Like, it looks amazing. It's right? funny because yeah. it is for sure the most cinematic of all the different films or shows. So yeah, it makes yeah. sense. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So, you know, the, the filming on location does does do a whole lot to bring that kind of realism, you know, mm. back into Star Wars a bit. Yeah, you were just waiting for like that crazy TIE fighter to screech over your head when you were walking around. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> totally. Get down! <laughs> hide, hide all your gear under some blankets. Yeah. There's nowhere to run in the Highlands, though, right? Yeah. Your yeah. wife's like, what are you running from? Yeah. <laughs> Should have recorded a short. Not our luggage. Yeah, get under the coach. Um, <laughs> Yeah, nice. yeah so, glad to have you back though. Yeah, thanks, thanks. The uh, great to be back, and uh, you know, and I mean, before before you know, we we took a took a break. Um, you know, we did pre- do some pre recordings for Rebels Talk uh, with uh, you, you, Blake, Blake, and I have uh, been doing the Rebels, and uh, you know, Bryce. At some point, if you if you feel like dropping into any of those, uh, absolutely feel free. Uh, to all our listeners out there who've been following Rebels Talk, uh, rewatching Star Wars Rebels through. This summer, leading up to Ahsoka, uh, it's very relevant to, to watch that show, uh, and uh, you know it's been a good time. It's been it's been kind of surreal to watch a show that doesn't feel like it's that old, but it actually is at this point. No, so it's true. It's I think coming on uh, coming on ten years now. Yeah, we got year. into this during the yeah. episodes. I think. Yeah, it's yeah. pretty pretty weird. So it's I think so much has come out. <laughs> yeah, it is. Yeah. It doesn't feel like it was that long ago. Totally. Yeah. So the plan is, you know, check the description. Anytime you watch uh, or listen to Rebels Talk, check the, the description on the episode oh, to see the four episodes that we talk about in that podcast. And then you can listen to the podcast episode and we just run through each and every one of them, make connections and more, talk about our, our, our thoughts on, on how we felt when things kind of as the show was coming out. And it's a good kind of rewatch podcast. I think we should do some quick maths here and say... If you were a preteen when the Rebels show is coming out, an early preteen, preteen, how how old would would, would you be now? Oh dang! <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it feels like someone was like nine. Yeah. Okay. Well, now nine. they'd be like eighteen years old, almost. Isn't that crazy? They, that is crazy. They went through all middle and high school. But that that was that was like Clone Wars for us, right? Like when that show came out, I don't know. Uh, like I was like. 13 when when the theatrical release came out okay and you guys were a little bit older and uh and so it's like the perfect age for this like show to kind of like drop Tar- right target audience yeah. yeah and then you know when that show finally got finished on disney plus many many years later it was like whoa this is weird you know like season seven is coming out now finally and, and right it's been a- i don't know if you can include the last season though you probably have to do the just the netflix season yeah 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 i don't know well, i mean that like, come out um was that released after Force Awakens or before? Yes, yeah, Clone Wars season seven. Yeah, Clone Wars season seven dropped. Oh, no, just the first um, season of Clone Wars. Uh, oh, first season of Clone Wars. Yeah, I mean that was a long time ago. That was two thousand eight. So. Oh, sorry, not Clone Wars. I'm talking about Rebels still. Oh, Rebels. Was yeah, that, yeah. That was, was that was uh, was 20... Rebels released after or before Force Force Awakens? That was before. Before, yeah, yeah. I think wasn't it? Yeah, I 20... think it was the oh, yeah. first yeah. thing that came out. Twenty fourteen. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was, okay, it was very okay. quick. It was uh, 2014. 
and uh, or something or twenty, yeah, so it was like twenty fourteen or or some something like that, and then oh, um, yeah, and then twenty fifteen was when was when Force Awakens hit, right? Or something. Uh, Force Awakens is twenty sixteen, I think. Twenty fifteen. It's so funny how that all just seems so new. Still, it's, it's all a blur. Yeah, uh, Force Awakens. Yeah, yeah twenty fifteen. Yeah, yeah. twenty fifteen and uh, yeah, twenty sixteen was Rogue One. So. Uh, all right. Well, anyway, uh, yeah. So Rebels talk, everybody. You know, go and go and check that out. First three episodes are out. Um, there's a listen to us old farts ramble on about it. That's right. Yeah. Part- <laughs> That's what it feels like. Yeah. Yeah. And know, it, if if you don't think if you don't think Rebels is for you, maybe just check out Rebels Talk Part One. It's a preliminary kind of preparedness episode. We talk about the novels and stories that take place right before the season starts, and then uh, Rebels Talk Part Two gets into the first four episodes of the show. Rebels Talk Part 3 gets into episodes uh, f- um, 5 through 8. And, uh, you know, we're, we're going to be spitting these episodes out kind of as we as we can watch them uh, through the summer. And ho- the, the plan is to kind of finish the show before Ahsoka. So we'll see if we get there. But that's the goal. So uh, join us on the journey, Rebels Talk. Uh, all right, Star Wars Visions, uh, Volume 2. This was, uh, this was a long-awaited thing. And Bryce, I'm glad you're joining us because, you know, you're the big anime guy here in the group. So... Um, you know, I'm expecting you have a little bit <laughs> more to say. Ben Damien, uh, Ben Damien, yeah, Ben, I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, we, we, he, he was unable to make it, but, um, you know, I'm sure we'll get his two cents at some point. And, uh, yeah, he, believe it or not, hasn't, hasn't, uh, they haven't seen the show yet. So what? Uh, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I shouldn't say that. I maybe it's cause four hours ago. <laughs> must've been busy. Maybe it's cause they're not like, um, they're not like a lot of anime studios. A lot of them are from Europe. Maybe he's strictly Japan, Japan China, only. Korea anime. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, I, I, um, yeah. I think this this season was was a one episode longer than the previous volume. Uh, we had nine episodes from various different. Nine? I thought season one was nine. Uh, I forget. I think it was uh, eight or nine or something. Yeah, it might have been nine. But, uh, you know, the, the big deal with this one. That's fake news. Compared to volume one. <laughs> compared to volume one. Okay. The, volume one was all Japanese studios. All Japanese anime, right? Yeah. Right. And this volume took it to the next level. They went worldwide. They went global to every single, you know, anime studio that was maybe that they got in touch with that was willing to do it. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm guessing we'll have a volume three at some point where they reach out to even more studios, but it was very cool. We had, we had studios from Spain, Ireland, Chile, uh, the UK, South Korea, France, India, Japan, and South Africa, uh, and the U S uh, which is, um, uh, in partner with the Japanese location. So, you know, there's a lot of, uh, Oh, in France, I don't know if I said that one or not, but yeah, a lot of different cultural takes on, on, uh, on star Wars in their own, you know, creative way the right perspective yeah yeah, yeah. and cultural perspective totally yeah you know and the interesting thing about visions is it doesn't it's not canon it's not eu it's just its own thing you know you like you just kind of watch one of these you don't need to know star wars you don't need to That's true you don't need to appreciate star wars you don't need to like star wars some of them i felt like if you took out the word sith and removed the lightsabers you would know it was even star wars yeah right like i mean like you only need to kind of have some sort of level of appreciation for any kind of like mythology and space and science fiction and that is it right like i mean there there's some in the list which don't even bring it to that level necessarily they they felt very uh, very different, right? Very, uh, we can get into it. But uh, the first one is called Sith. It's by uh, El Guri Studios in Spain. 
And uh, here goes the description. So, a former Sith apprentice leading a peaceful but isolated life is confronted by the past when her old master tracks her down. Uh, so, what do you guys? What do you guys think of this one? I was pretty. Jarred. I think it was a pretty good opening. Opening right. one. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it was. Price. Yeah, I think it was like the. It was like the craziest, most experimental kind of art style. Yeah, it, it yeah, felt like a like, big painting, right? Like it was very. Um, uh, yeah, yeah. It was it was interesting. It was interesting. It was like three D animated, but like kind of two two D textures, but in a really creative way. Like in and the main character had a big thing with painting as well. So mm-hmm. that was interesting. It seemed to be driving through the force for paintings, which was kind of interesting. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, it's 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 interesting that because we don't we only find out that she that she's also a, a Sith kind of like halfway through the episode mm-hmm. when she gets tracked Even down. Closer to the end, when and, she just actually confronts her old master. Right, old master. Yeah, yeah. Her old master, who, who weirdly looked like Darth Malgus with bunny ears. <laughs> Yeah, that guy was like goofy, man. Darth Goofy. Darth Goofy. He's like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Come to the dark side. You don't Maybe know the power of the yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah, don't like know the power little, of the uh, oh, man. Just a little, people are turning um, tuning out. Oh man. Dude, this is when people stop the podcast. Uh, <laughs> are they trying to say something against disney secretly without disney knowing yeah i don't know maybe <laughs> all they was missing was the big two teeth um, it seems to be kind of a, a theme recently kind of toying with the idea of uh of like a grayish jedi right yeah we kind of we kind of get this in in like the new you know sequel trilogy with ray kind of how she's light and dark she's mm-hmm. kind of yeah, that's the Jedi, a, but also the um, Palpatine's lineage too. So it, it's a great uh, point to make because this whole thing was uh, really about the main character, like facing her past and her fears of her former master, and uh, really just coming to terms with like the the, the darkness within her. Right, that like exactly. that was that was a yeah. big big thing, Not big being message. Afraid to use that black paint. Absolutely, <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That was uh, that was a big message in this in this episode, just to be kind of like. Yeah, like a big self-acceptance kind of thing. So um, that was interesting. Now also, you know, yellow lightsaber is always cool when they show up. So yeah. Yeah. It had a cool effect to it too, if I remember. It did. Yeah. It had a very, it was like a katana, right? Uh, yeah. 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 It was very katana. Yeah. It had like a curved yeah, that's right. edge, like a curved kind of bladeish like look like a bit like a dark saber, but the dark saber is not curved on the one side. It's, you know, it's only kind of got the curve on the other really? side. So yeah, it was cool. It was very cool. Um, I will say I did find it a little bit jarring just from the previous season being very traditional anime style. Yeah. And then I felt like a little bit like I was watching a student reel for a while. Yeah. Because it was just so arty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I I, I kind of feel you there. Um, I mean, traditional anime, I guess, is hand-drawn, right? Mm -hmm. Um, I don't know if the word anime necessarily describes that exactly, uh, since they are going to like a global level of anime studio, it's more just animation. Just animation, right? yeah, yeah. Exactly. I think that's exactly. an important thing to kind of delineate here is that this is these are animation studios. They're not yeah. anime studios. A lot of them. So yeah. what was season yeah. one? Yeah, it was that's anime, a good point. Was it not? 
Uh, yeah, well, most season one it, was definitely just anime. Yeah, anime. Yeah, I think I think a lot of it was. Uh, wasn't there one 3D animated in the first volume, or am I misremembering? Uh, there was like the very first one, the one with the then black and white with the samurai. Yeah, but I would, yeah, if it's right. done by a Japanese studio, I would still consider that anime. Right. Does that make sense? That makes sense. Yeah. Like it, it also because now characters. now. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, no, I, I yeah. Because now, now most most anime on Netflix and stuff, a good half of it is now three D. Right, right. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. so, so, yeah. So, I guess, I guess, volume two takes it to the uh, global animation level. Then, not, not, uh, yeah, anime. Right. Um, but yeah, it was, it was pretty neat. It was a good one to kick off with. Uh, similar to the first volume, you know, they start strong, and uh, you know, I would definitely say uh, my Pablo's and Pudus like this one was a. Just a solid two, I think it was. It was pretty good. We like this one a lot. Yeah, it was. It was awesome. Yeah, it was. It was kind of exciting. It was interesting. It had some cool designs. I love that droid design. The the droid designs were pretty sweet. Um, yeah, no, I give it a two. What about, about you guys? You go ahead, Bryce. Uh, yeah, I think I think I'm gonna give it a two as well. I think um, the story maybe could have used some work and. Yeah. There were time I don't know, but I really liked the um, the animation with like the bounty hunters flying around was really good, and the animation with the uh, um, like Grievous's we had saw Grievous's um, kind of wheeled vehicle was back, and yeah, that was pretty cool. cool. That was so, awesome. Yeah, like yeah, it was it was it was all right. Maybe I'd give it a one point five if I could, but yeah, I'm gonna go two. Nice. And making me really feel like I need to give it a rewatch. I was just so jarred from the first half of the episode. I just kind of gave like a Dude, honest bad opinions, taste in man. My mouth. Honest opinions, yeah. I mean, oh man, if now I feel bad, but I probably would have given it like like a point five. Okay, well that's all right though. I mean, that's still not a not a poodoo, right? No, I wouldn't go that far, but I, I may have been closer to zero before this conversation. <laughs> <laughs> and, for, and for and for those who who are just tuning into Star Wars Escape Pod and don't know our rating system, it's a it's a score out of seven. Um, three pa- Pablo Pudus being the absolute worst. Uh, moving up from there, we got two, one Pablo Pudu, and then the middle fifty percent. That's a Bendu, and then uh, we got Pablo points in the positive range, which is one, two, and three. Three being the absolute best at one hundred percent. So. Uh, that's the best way to look at it. So uh, you probably know, should open with two that. and point five. Yeah, probably yeah. <laughs> yeah. two and point five though is pretty good. I mean, uh, I would say that's still you know it's not poodoo. It's all right. Uh, Screechers Reach Cartoon Saloon is the studio, and this uh, this is based in Ireland. Um, I could really feel like the Irish kind of cultural aspect kind of coming off the the environment that this this story takes place in. It was kind of it was really cool. Um, a young girl seeking a reprieve from her days in a rural workhouse discovers a legendary haunted cave with her friends. The cave's dark pull will change the trajectory of her life forever. Uh, and this, I got to say, was probably one of my favorites out of the whole the whole season. Uh, and I didn't expect it to be. And I started off and I was like, oh, man, like this is not going to you know, a bunch of kids. Mm-hmm. And I was judging it hard. And then they got to the cave and I was like. Oh damn! Like this is this is scary. Like this is really good. Like, and you know the what the design of that like thing in the cave the witchy was lady. the witch lady. This oh, so woman, so yeah. cool. Right? That was like, cool. I like that was cool. It's terrifying. Yeah, design. yeah. And, and and like when they when it kind of 
kind of explodes in the in its kind of uh, angry yell or whatever. It just the the the, 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 the way that it was drawn. Yeah, because this was all was too scary, man. It was yeah, scary. Man. Yeah, and the the sounds were like the shriek was just was crazy. It was the like, Irish dang. are terrifying. Yeah, they know what they're doing. Oh yeah, 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 absolutely. Um, so but, so Cartoon Saloon is quite well known for being a very good like most of the stuff they make is is very well received. So going into this, because my, my fiance really likes this studio as well. She like kind of talked it up. And so I was really worried I'd be, you know, get really high expectations, be let down. Mm-hmm. But man, this one was so good. Like it was one of the one times where I went in with really high expectations and I was like, that was incredible. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. You know what I, what I absolutely, re- what I really loved about it was that it was a very twisted kind of depressing version of Anakin story like wait because like he's mm-hmm. he's a slave right he's he's in a what do you call like a work camp I guess right he's in Wado's junk shop he's basically like this little girl and uh and his his shot at at gaining his freedom uh is essentially kind of like this girl facing her fears and going into that cave and it was it was like that was Anakin's pod race was was that like really getting put to the challenge and like fighting for his freedom and uh, and luckily he's found by this very uh, spiritual ish character Qui Gon Jinn, you know, who you know is very much like a bright light in the Star Wars universe, um, as far as like a uh, kind of like a, a good good character, right? Like he's kind of like the ideal Jedi out of all, out of all of them. And um, this little girl is found by uh, what turns out to be this probably a Sith Lord yeah, of some like kind. A Sith. And but presented in the same kind of way of it being like her hope to escape her her situation, but but the way it ends with the doors closing behind her, you know, she's ha- she has to she's forced to leave her friends, much like Anakin's forced to leave his mom, mm-hmm. and you know the path the words are almost exactly the same, like you know this path is only for you for you alone, right? And this is a choice that you have to make, and she makes that choice and goes away, and it it like the doors close on her face, and the episode ends, and I was like. Oh my goodness! Like that—that that was sad, right? Like you just watched it's this. So interesting because yeah. it, it shows the similarities between the Jedi and the Sith totally. that they both like kind of go and recruit people. Yeah, the kids don't really know what they're getting into, no, right? They no just idea. want a way out. No, exactly. They want like a way off the planet. Yeah, exactly. And, and it, you feel like because because throughout the, leading up to the movie, you're like cheering for this little girl. You're like, yeah, yeah, you know, like, and, and her friends are like, if you get the opportunity to get off this planet, right. you take it, you know, you're meant for like greater things, Yeah, you know, and you think the whole time and, you know, she's going to get off and do great things. And it turns out that the greater things, you know, it's something a Sith would say too, like, ah, oh, you're like bound for greater things. Yeah. For, yeah. yeah. It's just so good how they twist, twisted it all. Oh yeah. And kind of like, complete completely flipped the plot on its head yeah yeah and then instead of at the without end, without spoiling it yeah yeah yeah. you didn't really know right to the very end to realize the set's been leading her along all along right yeah like Dang. through the through the voice in her necklace that she found like prior to this episode or whatever i and... felt so bad for the end though like she's just yeah be completely yeah duped. yeah 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 just exactly like the pain and torture no it's yeah maybe, it's it was so well done it was it was it was storytelling at its finest for for what for the length of these sort of stories and you know keeping it interesting giving it real edge you know and and uh and uh just like good storytelling value and again 
no one needs to have seen anything Star Wars to kind of understand what's going on here, right? Like, it's clear that this woman is evil from the moment that you see her to the moment that they, they leave and the, the music and everything. Like, it's just kind of yeah. painting the picture that this decision she's made is not good for her. And, and clearly it's going to be her downfall at some point. And her friends are kind of watching her, you know, leave that life behind. And, you know, whether it's being at a work camp or not, I mean, like, whatever she's going off to is worse than where she was. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, it's, yeah, it's, it's so this, this to me was like a three Pablo point. Oh, dang. Yeah. I think it nailed it. Yeah. Yeah, I'm going, this is, this is an easy three for me as well. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, what about you? Three Pablos. I'm the guy dragging my heels. <laughs> <laughs> Honest opinions, man. No, I, I want to hear it. I want to no, hear it. This, no, I agree. Yeah, yeah. Really the same. It was really good. It took me a little bit to get into it. I thought the first, I guess, maybe 25, 30% I had a hard time finding. But once we got to the cave, it really picked up a lot. Um, then I felt really bad for her and her friends. Yeah. Uh, so it drew me in. So I would say, I'd probably give it around like, let's say like two and a third. Two and a third. <laughs> <laughs> All right, cool. Two, and, and that's points, not poodoos. Right, two, two, two and a third Pablo points. All right, uh, In the Stars, that's our third episode by Punk Robot, uh, based in Chile. And uh, two sisters, the last of their kind, who lived in hiding on their ravaged land, squabble about how to survive with the Empire in, in, uh, encroaching. Uh, on the water run, their sisters must, must fight back uh, when they were discovered. So uh, this was, uh, you know, very, very kind of rooted in that classic story of uh, innocent civilians on the run from the Empire who is, uh, who's taken over their world. And uh, this one was, uh, was a 3D animated uh, animation episode. Um, I'm, uh, I'm just trying to gain my thoughts, uh, you know, gather my thoughts about this one because uh, something, something about this, which you know, bothered me at first was, was, uh, the annoying little sister, (laughs) but, uh, something that I did like about it was that it was, it was kind of like, they're the last of their tribe. Uh, their, their mother's influential figure for them having tried to repel the Imperial forces and, uh, and died doing so. And now they're just trying to kind of make ends meet and survive as much as possible. The older sister being like, you know, both struggling to be like the the guardian of her younger sister and also caretaker with having to go out and do all the food gathering, the water gathering, all this and that. And their peoples are all force sensitive. Um, it seemed, yeah, at least the family is. Yeah, it seemed as the if the family is. Yeah, okay. yeah, it seemed as if maybe the mom kind of utilized her abilities, uh, and and uh, you know, it's a bit of a bit of a surprise kind of th- you know to see eventually by the end they both managed to gather the potential to mm. to use the force um but yeah i don't know bryce we'll start with you like what did you think about this one i mean it was like i thought i thought it was all right i mean what's more star warsy than yeah i don't know standing up to the empire the empire colonizes your planet wipes out your people and you know, fight back and the designs were all similar triumph too. with via love kind of like. yeah 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 yeah, <laughs> yeah and the d- designs were good it was stop motion for the most part i think which is like very impressive right I, it was, it was um, definitely very pretty yeah but i think story-wise we, we've seen it before right yeah like this kind of the yeah i don't think it was like shocking us like like uh screechers reach was but right 
but I think it was executed well. It felt very um, like maybe Disney or Pixar to me in the way that was it was a lot about like family, yeah. which was like kind of touching at times and mm-hmm. and uh, at the end when all the stars light up and mm-hmm. yeah, I think it was really trying to aim at um, tugging the heartstrings and maybe more of a family audience, but I thought it was all right. Yeah. 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 It was cool. Uh, it was also kind of like reverse story. Mm-hmm. Like you always, you always get the stories of like the, you know, uh, historically, you know, British empire coming in, taking over a, a country or place or whatever yeah. in which like a very, uh, indigenous kind of like culture has mm-hmm. settled there and make peace. You know, they, they get along well with their, um, environment. You know, it's, it's they're all part of the system right i mean avatar 2 just came out north america right Uh, yeah 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 exactly i mean there's so many stories kind of like like that and this really kind of flipped the script with with these two actually kind of um succeeding in in really not only just kind of dismantling the imperial base on their world but kind of fixing it too because all of a sudden instantly like the stars are clear again and you know, all the pollution yeah, goes away stuff. because yeah. of the effect that the water has or whatever on something or another. So, you know, it was, it was cool. It was cool. It was, uh, it, it kind of reminded me a little bit about, uh, you know, Avatar, mm-hmm. uh, you know, all, of, all those, those classic stories that kind of tell the same sort of narrative, except it was done in a 15 minute format. Also, so. So yeah. for whatever reason, it just, it brought to mind, like, as an example, like Nestle's like hoarding so much water like natural water in like <laughs> America and then mm-hmm. there's a lot of uh, indigenous right. protesters and stuff and like I yeah. can see like connection of like them overthrowing that yeah yeah, the yeah I don't know what um, like Chile's colonial history is but it could be something to do with you know the studio as well wanting to kind of put a little bit of their their history into into like a piece of media that the studio makes which is yeah. like kind of cool yeah yeah exactly also, I you know just real quick to flashback about the comparison with Nestle and the Empire. <laughs> this is the last time I buy a Kit Kat. Uh, <laughs> 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 uh, I'm kidding. Sorry, guys. I can't give those up. Um, <laughs> all right, uh, next one. <laughs> oh, I, I uh, oh sorry, Pablo's and Pudas. Pablos and Pudas. Oh, right, um, right, right. You know, I'll give this one um, one point five. Yeah, Bryce. Oh, we can get point fives. Uh, you get whatever uh, you want, man. Whatever you want, man. Yeah, whatever I want, man. Okay, I'm just. I'll, I'm just gonna stick to to the OG. I'm just gonna go one, one, one point for me. One. Right. I think I'll do one point five as well. Cool. I I really liked the the alien race design. It was cool. Really it was liked, yeah. Like almost feels have, like it could fit in Star Wars. That's somehow. what I thought. Yeah. Yeah. They have, yeah like, they, it was cool, a good. It was a good orders. like. Yeah. Yeah. It was like a good um, halfway between kind of like a really strange species race and like a humanoid. It was like mm-hmm. a good, good Star Wars-y mix. Yeah, it almost reminded me a little bit of the Zygerians a little bit. Yeah. Just, yeah, yeah. There's two different alien races of very Zygerian. Yeah, totally. To here, so. Right. Um, all right, sweet. Um, I Am Your Mother by Ardman Animations in the oh. United Kingdom. Sorry, did you get that Apollo? Did you, did you rate that last one? Forget yeah, 1.5, same as you. Oh, right. Awesome. Okay. Yep. I, I am your mother. All right. Uh, young pilot Annie, who is embarrassed by her sweet but clingy mom, must team with her for a madcap family race at the academy. Along the way, their relationship is tested by the elements, their old ship, other racers, uh, and each other. Uh, now, I got to say, this one is probably one of my least favorite ones. 
Um, <laughs> only, only because I, I can appreciate the story it was trying to say, you know, you know, love your moms, all that stuff. We all love our moms. Um, I didn't need a Star Wars animation short to kind of uh, bring me to tears about the whole thing and make me all reflective. I mean, um, it, it's 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 kind of a no brainer for a lot of us. We all love our moms it, a lot. I think it's um, tough because like as as big Star Wars fans, we really want. Yeah. Star Wars media that like really pushes the lore and yeah, like yeah. pushes the plot and, and makes Star Wars bigger. Yeah, yeah. So to to get like something that and I know this is like an issue with the last season too. I think a lot of times the comedic ones were are, were not as um, popular yeah, with a lot of people. <laughs> yeah, I think that was the biggest yeah. issue I have with it, right? Because I really I did I did appreciate the story. But I felt like the just the the animation style combined with the comedic level that this one had just kind of didn't merge well with that what could have been more emotional of a story. I think it, to me, right. it just felt like it was targeting a younger audience. Yeah, that too. Point. That too. Yeah. Like it, it felt like something I would watch on Disney XD. Right. Right. Whereas the other stuff that was like more kind of general. Yeah. Like older audiences would appreciate it as well. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I mean, like, I don't really have too much else to say about this one. Like, I'm just gonna give it a, a like a 1.5 poodoo. I think. Oh wow, you really didn't like it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna give this one a bendu just because I like Wallace and Gromit. Yeah, I'm just and, gonna say that exact and, thing. And, All right. Yeah, this is the same studio that did it, Wallace and Gromit. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's Ardman. Yeah. So it was silly and they had a very hilarious um interpretation of wedge antilles who's just this, like <laughs> this like jerk <laughs> and that was pretty that was, fun that was probably the <laughs> he was best always part. like <laughs> he's like always trying to get people to buy his merch which i really liked and it was played by um uh the the guy who played wedge antilles um oh really who's uh yes um, was, yeah, was yeah, yeah 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 yeah. Starts with a D. Uh, Dennis McGregor. Dennis Murin? Dale. No. Dennis. Um, no. Den- something Dennis. Uh, was it Dennis? We're close, Den- Dennis, We're uh, close. Dennis Lawson. <laughs> Dennis ah, Lawson. There we go. The there we go. <laughs> yeah, it is played by Dennis Lawson. So I think That's he cool. probably rather enjoyed doing that. Right. <laughs> had a lot of fun. So uh, yeah. a ben- Bendu, Bendu for me. All right, sweet. I run into the same issue because I really like the Walmart and... Oh. That's funny. Wallace and Gromit Studio. Yeah. But I think that also gave me high expectations. Yeah. <laughs> so that yeah. made it even a little harder. Right. Um, all yeah, right. Yeah, I'll go with the Bendu as Bendu? well, I think. Yeah. I, did you like the... Um, did you like the family... Uh, like the way that the whole family story was portrayed in this kind of more comedic tone? Or do you prefer the more serious... Generally more serious. Yeah. But I feel the thing is, uh, even like Wallace and Gromit, I felt like in like Chicken Run and like a lot of their shows, the story itself is generally more serious. Hmm. Then the characters are kind of goofy. Yeah. And I like Wallace and Gromit, like that you watch that for the comedy. So Yeah. 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 And, um, and the villain in this, which was the the bad mother, the, the, the bad <laughs> daughter, the narcissistic pretentious ones they yeah. just to me they felt like villains from pixar right right a little slapsticky yeah yeah and the whole premise i just thought was it was hard to get into to me the, the premise was very young person oriented hmm. 
Yeah. 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 yeah that's fair. Um, all right. Journey to the Dark Head by uh, Studio Murako, uh, South Korea. A hopeful mechanic and disillusioned young Jedi team up for a risky and unlikely quest to turn the tide of the galactic war, but dark forces tail them. Uh, mm. This was a really good one. And, um, you know, I'm very curious to hear what, what you have to say about it, uh, Bryce. Uh, just, just like this. This was a little bit more on the nose with... Other than the fact it's from Korea, like it, it felt more anime style, you know? Yeah, this one was, oh man, it, I'm just kind of like scrolling through it right now, but it it hit a lot of those great Star Wars notes that kind of gives us those, yeah. kind of gives us that hit in our, or that dopamine hit in our brain. Yeah, <laughs> yeah for sure. Like it had some good aliens in it, had like the, the Jedi Council was in it at one point, like a really cool kind of like almost mystical um story and future telling yeah. people uh, yeah. like prophecies and stuff yeah really cool. yeah yeah prophecies yeah we love the we love a good prophecy yeah and then it had a big a nice time jump uh i, I don't know this was uh, apart from the classic kind of anime where it kind of the, i feel like sometimes the dialogue falls through a little bit mm-hmm. um this was a great. This is a great episode. Yeah, I love the the battle on the speeder too. That was that was a really cool sequence when they're fighting on that speeder, flying oh, flying towards the big statue. Yeah, trying to get to the ring. Yeah, the ring and and uh, that alone, the ring with all those 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 statue heads on it. That was cool too because that that for some reason just felt so very cool. very yeah. Star Warsy to me. Very like um, uh, Mortis ish. Yeah, you know, light and dark portrayed yeah. in a certain way. And, and it's because like know. to me the weak point. Yeah. Is, she she was like even though we have thousands of years to stay out of the war like our job is just to record everything like this is our heritage we have a, we have a purpose and she's like I'm gonna throw all that away because if we destroy the bad statue then the the war will be won yeah and then you to me that was the weakest part and then you got up there and then you find out it's all about balance and no matter which one she destroyed it would it would never work right right no and it's the, the what the, what's said in this one too at the end was was really good and I, like they summarized um kind of just some basic principles in star wars very well uh ara accepts that she can't stop the war and that another war will occur even if the current one ends which happens in star yeah. wars all the time yeah. like you go trilogy yeah. to trilogy to trilogy there's another war there's another war there's another war right well it's in the name <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so and like the question is like when does it end and the, the the answer is kind of like in a response that this other character provides her and you know reassures her that the light and the dark will always coexist and you know says well, like if, until Ray puts an end to it. <laughs> right. And it says like if nothing is set in stone there will always be hope. And you know I liked that a lot. I liked that you know he kind of looks at the events that took place and goes like oh well I guess so long as as it's undetermined as to what will happen uh, you know we we can we can strive to stay in the light and hope that things can be better right and I, and and uh, i like that a lot i like that whole kind of like um you know resolution to kind of the, just like that character looking back at you know the mm-hmm. struggles that he had through the episode with you know perceiving things a certain way after looking into the rock and seeing like mm-hmm. a certain series of events unfolding and I think uh, that's really important because a character like Anakin Skywalker 
looks at his visions Mm -hmm. and perceives them a certain way and goes about a very specific way to try and prevent those things from happening. Yeah, he sees them as facts and and he has to go out of his way to... Yeah, and and so long... Ironically, quite often, that's what causes the thing to happen. Right, because so long as he had hope, that thing wouldn't have happened. Right. So, but, but clearly Anakin didn't have enough hope. He didn't have enough hope that things could be better. So he went about his own powers to try and prevent these things from happening and he therefore cause them in the first place. He needed a new hope. Yeah. Yeah. He's exactly. Well, the galaxy did. Right. And, and, you know, he, uh, he failed to, to pass the test, the initial test that was, that was set out for him. And, you know, the father on Mortis warns him about that. And so I really liked this one a lot because it kind of combined a lot of those elements and uh, really just painted the picture clear and true. It's like, this is the prophecy that is told. Uh, and as long as we can have hope that things can be better, you know, things might just be better, right? You know, if we go out of our way to try and stop these things from happening, maybe we'll just make things worse. And uh, that was very, uh, very well adapted in in such a short kind of time frame for this episode. So uh, you know, it was cool. Did an amazing I, job, yeah. Packing all that into twenty minutes or whatever. Totally, yeah. And you know, um, mm-hmm. I mean, this this I got to give like uh, uh, only because I awarded the three to Screamers. Uh, I, I think I'm going to give this a two point five. I really like this one a lot. I think this this I think this episode had like uh, had a, everything for me. It had like the sweet ship designs i had good character designs i had a really awesome i love the uh i've always wanted to see like be in a a universe where like the jedi are on the there's like a war happening but the sith are kind of on the upper hand like there's this point in the episode where they're in like a shop and you see these like sith cultists kind of roaming around outside Mm, and i thought it was such a cool um such like a cool world yeah very mysterious or like time that they're living in totally yeah almost like old republic-y like knights of the old republic 2 kind of when like right you know the jedi are kind of like on the back foot so it's very cool yeah Um, there's like hundreds of sith and hundreds of jedi yeah 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 so i wasn't as like i think i was gonna give this a two but now i've like Made myself really excited, you so I'm actually going to give this a three. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wow. I, I hyped myself up. Yeah. That's yeah. awesome. That's awesome. Uh, for me, this was, without a doubt, the best one of Volume 2. Mm. And I would say even with Volume 1, I probably would have put it probably my second favorite overall. Wow. Because the only other one that really compared to this one for me was the, the one really like with like the... The sl- Elder? The big sling sh- yeah, the Elder. The Elder. Yeah. And I, I was thinking about this. And I think it comes down to both of those episodes. I liked the characters, the story, the the world building, especially. And all of it comes together in, in a way that I would like to have more of a series in that universe. Right. That's that, such a good point. That's because a great those idea. two episodes could live in the same world almost. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. No, that, that's a great point to make. I think yeah. like if you want to see more of one of these little tidbit samples... That's a great idea for like, you really like this one, right? Yeah. Yeah. Because a lot of them I just, you know, I watch and they're like, oh, that was cool. And then you kind of move on to the next one. Yeah. Like you don't care to go back to right, it. But this right. like you could, you could delve in 
and you could keep going. Yeah. You keep going with that story or even branch off. Yeah, exactly. No, I could I could totally have sat there for another another hour and just kind of watched this one continue. I'd watch a sixty hour anime. You know. Yeah. <laughs> 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 All right, the, the the Spy Dancer by uh, Studio La Chate, France. Um, the premier dancer at a famous imperial frequented uh, cabaret uh, is that is that what it said? Yeah, cabaret, cabaret. Uh, uses her unique skill set to spy for the rebellion, but the presence of a mysterious officer threatens to derail her mission uh, because uh, this officer. Uh, in his shadowy form, reminds her of the officer that uh, stole her son away, and it turns out that uh, he is her Spoilers! son. Spoilers! Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, you know, it was an interesting, it was another, um, uh, in a way, you know, talk, you're talking about the last, you know, the, the Wallace and Gromit one. Um, <laughs> uh, like, this one was kind of similar in the way as, like, the mother-child uh, relationship. But this is kind of the narrative that I like, you know, like a little more kind of uh, it's got the sacrifice element in there. It's got the emotional element in there uh, really connects with people. This is more like if you're looking at it from that angle, I would say it's more like a kid's movie, like an older kid's movie. Yeah. With like a lot of serious and dark mm-hmm. undertones, like maybe like Anastasia. Right, right. right exactly. Right. Yeah. And I liked the, um, the, the, the way that this was stylized. Uh, really kind of went well with the whole, the act, you know, the whole dance that she has with her dress and everything. And um, yeah, it was cool. It was very, uh, I don't want to say like eye candy, but it was, it was, it kept me interested. You know, the, the visual aesthetic of it kept me interested. Um, and the story was good. Like, I really liked the story. I, I It was also very interesting to see something that was a little more in line with Star Wars because out of all of them in this volume, I think this stuck out to me as something that was incredibly kind of closer adapted to the original content. Whereas like a lot of the other ones, like they don't just straight up put stormtroopers in the episode, but this one did, Mm -hmm. right? Uh, Similar to the next one that we're going to be talking about, this one kind of like really just took stuff out of Star Wars and plopped it in their story. And, you know, because she is working for the rebellion and fighting the Empire. And the officer looked like an Imperial officer. He's wearing a white uniform. And, mm-hmm. you know, so it, it was very much in line with kind of something that we're familiar with as Star Wars fans. And that's something I did appreciate, even though it doesn't need to do that. It was something that was kind of like cool about the episode that that um, I could see a story like this happening in Star Wars. You know, yeah. like someone's mom... Uh, you, you know, child is stolen away from her, and because of some twisted imperial officer that just you know selfish, you know person that just wants to take someone's kid and raise them for his own or whatever, right? Like, yeah, you know, like I could totally see something twisted like that happening somewhere in the Star Wars galaxy. Oh, yeah. totally true. And to touch on that a little bit, one of the things I noticed right away that I hadn't really thought about is we see somewhere where stormtroopers hang out off duty, so not just mindless drones. Yeah, yeah. And they're like taking off their helmets and stuff. Right, right. That was really, interesting. I don't think we've. I don't know if we've ever seen that in no. canon. Well, we've seen the clone bar. We've seen the clone bar in Bad Batch and Clone Wars, but <laughs> yeah, but those are clones. Those are clones. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that is true. Because the main difference is those are created soldiers versus just regular people. Yeah, and they always have to have faces, so you care about them. Stormtroopers, <laughs> you're not allowed. There's That's, the right. Only, That's right. They have to be shot at some point. You're not allowed to see their you're faces. Not allowed to know who they are. Right. 
Yeah. So this this episode is so French. Yeah, because that's, yeah, very... I was gonna get into that. <laughs> it's it's all about uh, because I, I think this directly kind of comes from a lot of old movies and and, and during World War Two when um, the Germans were occupying Paris mm. and you'd have all of these you'd have all of these off duty soldiers going to French cafes and French shows and cinemas and you know we've seen it in a lot of stuff like. Uh, um, um, oh, the uh, Inglorious Bastards, right? It's a big part where they all go to the French cinema and there's all the Germans there. Um, and it's all about, you know, the French resistance and stuff like that. So I feel like this this is a French studio, so I feel like they're kind of sneaking a lot of that kind of stuff that in there. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, we all know the Empire is based on the Nazis, so mm-hmm. is it like a direct correlation there. Right. But even a step past that... Yeah. Because I didn't think about that, but this was the first uh, animation that I immediately knew where where it was from. Because mm-hmm. artistically, it was also just very French. Yeah, it's very yeah. French, very much. Yeah, it was cool to see the um, enforcer droids. Yeah, make a, make that was turn. cool. The K K two S Os. Yeah, the K, yeah exactly, and and the uh, the the K X droids, uh, the model number. Dude, and yeah, they were so Terminatory. Yeah, very much so. And I really liked how scary they made them out to be because recently, having played Jedi Survivor, uh, these droids are in the game and they're quite difficult to fight off. Like they make them, you know, a little, little beefy and and uh, you know, kind of kind of tough. Yeah, yeah, they just grab you and fling you down, and and it was like, dang, like these really are kind of the T eight hundreds of the Star Wars universe, and they were painted very well in that sense, like in this in this episode with the red eyes and everything like that. I thought that was pretty sweet. Yeah. I'm gonna give this one uh 1.5 Pablo points. Okay, it's pretty solid. Mm, I will give this one uh, uh Pablo points. Uh, That's dude. one. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Oh, Pablo point. <laughs> oh, I will give it do. <laughs> two. Two. Wow, that's that's high. Yeah, I like this one. I th- I think I've I've always been a bit of fan of the the French art style. So yeah. I I really found myself enjoying this one artistically. A man of culture, are you? Of culture. That's right. A it's man of taste. I was in France <laughs> a month ago. <laughs> <laughs> You've seen the finer points <laughs> of Star Wars. I mean, I guess the the rebellion. I feel like, you know, where would we have the rebellion without like the French resistance? Do you think that kind of started the whole idea of like? a resistance against an oppressive empire, like in a way that you have these agents that are kind of operating within to like, I think it's I, I think the most modern take almost. On I'm sure it goes yeah, yeah. back to even like the Romans though, probably farther back than that. But I guess I was thinking of like a lot of the tropes we have because like, especially in Andor when they have like secret radio stations and they're communicating mm. with yeah. the rebellion okay. outside, right? Like you always see that in movies where the, the French are operating within occupied France and they're communicating with um, like MI5 in England or, yeah. You know, so yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Uh, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. First time we had the technology. I may tease the French, but thank you. The French resistance. Cause maybe we would not have star Wars if it wasn't for you. So. Yeah. <laughs> la resistance. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Vive la resistance. 
<laughs> oh man, that's uh, from Ratatouille there. All right, uh, <laughs> if you wouldn't have said that, I never would have known. <laughs> like it's just French music. <laughs> uh, all right, did we all give our uh, Paul's? Yeah, we did. Okay. All right, the yeah. Bandits of uh, Golak uh, by Eighty Eight Pictures, based in India. This this one was interesting. This looked like it popped right out of Clone Wars or something like that. The animation style was very similar. Uh, fleeing from their village by train and pursued by ferocious imperial forces, a boy and his force-sensitive younger sister seek refuge in a vibrant and dangerous Daba. Um, I guess, uh, can someone tell me what a Daba is? <laughs> uh, I'll look it up. A Daba, a roadside restaurant in an Indian subcontinent. All right, so we don't have any of those here. Um, but yeah, I, I, this was interesting. This was an interesting one because uh, not only did it look like Clone Wars, but based with stormtroopers and mm -hmm. inquisitors and much like the last one we just talked about, literally elements plucked out of Star Wars and dropped into this animation in another country. Uh, but it had very strong Indian vibes about very, it. Like down yeah. to the train and the food trolleys and Building whatever. style. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah, it was everyone all the, all the voice actors are all, all Totally. Indian. Totally. Yeah, it was very uh very strongly steep uh steeped in that culture and it was very very cool. And like I I'm 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 not going to lie. I, like I would love to see um a planet show up in Star Wars that yeah. kind of has this I was element. actually thinking that too. I think that be it, it just yeah. fit in so naturally. You know, maybe it's where Depa Balaba's from, right? Like, I mean, you know, like, the, yeah, like, it, it, it'd be cool. It'd be cool to have like a Star Wars India. Like, maybe this is it. Just right? like the architecture. Yeah. Like yeah. the architecture, the, yeah, just something, everything about something it. Something in that kind of light. Yeah. Area. Yeah. Yeah. It was very, and it's very colorful, right? Like Indian culture is very colorful. Um, you know, they, they have the celebration of lights every year. And, uh, you know, it's just like, it's, um, it was cool. It was very cool to see. And, and, you know, the, it's, it's a classic story of force user on the run uh, this time. She is awful at hiding it by the way oh man like that was my one criticism she does not get that she could no. die at any moment by doing this no yeah th th that was kind of my one criticism of the show I was like how long have they been on the run that like she is being so incredibly stupid so careless yeah. in 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 the train like that right like this poor brother who's like you know please you're gonna get us murdered She's like, yeah gonna get some candy yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> um you know, like yeah, I don't know. Like, what what, what did you think th about this 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 one, um, Blake? Yeah, I got very very Clone Wars vibes from it, like you were saying, uh, and, and coming off the back of the French one, just immediately could tell. Okay, this this one this episode was done in India, and I, to me, just the the art style itself, I found myself looking at it a lot because it was really, to me, I was fascinated. Uh, on their take with like these incredibly high detailed textures mm -hmm. or some like faces if it was just an image if you get the right light you might think that's an actual photo mm. but then the models themselves that through the motion had almost no simulation or anything right so everything was very static so to me it was it was like a mixture of like really really modern tech with textures like really old tech with just the simplicity of like the animation yeah. itself mm -hmm. I just found that it was really fascinating for me from like a cultural perspective. Yeah, yeah, it looked interesting. Yeah. Uh, as for the episode itself, though, yeah, biggest critique was that that girl just at this point, it would make any sense for her to be as careless as she is. Right. But getting past that, I thought the story was actually a lot of fun. And again, we got a. It was almost like a 
the other side of the coin to the Irish animation where at the end uh, we get the reveal of there's uh, this Jedi hiding. She's going to take this girl's force user, but they're still forced to leave her family. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and that was a pretty wicked last kind of reveal there. This, you know, elderly woman whips out these like lightsabers mm-hmm. and it's like, whoa. Like, also, can we please make this Inquisitor canon? Because I loved his mustache. He's so good. Man. <laughs> <laughs> he's so good. He's just, yeah, man, I loved it. Yeah. Bryce, what did you think about this one? I think we should slip this episode. Like when you're, if you're showing anyone new uh, Clone Wars or, or maybe just even slip it Rebels, just, slip, just slip it in. Slip it in and see if they're like, maybe, maybe they think they're just having a crazy fever dream. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, yeah, no, it's uh, it was it was cool. I'm I, I'm gonna give this one uh, two Pablo points. Um, I I wasn't huge on this one. I'm actually, I'm gonna give it a Pudu. I don't oh, think man. it wow. really. I don't think for me it didn't really do job of to me the job of visions is to like do something really outgoing and try to like push, you know what we think star wars is and try to like expand on it mm-hmm. and i feel like by using the clone wars animation style and kind of a story that we've seen quite a few times of a jedi rescuing a force sensitive child and then training them um, i think it just didn't really didn't do it for me but yeah that's a good point yeah you know what? screw it one pablo point <laughs> <laughs> you make me think about it more now <laughs> josh Damn. <laughs> oh, man. Downgraded. The out from under it. Oh, man. Yeah. I'll be the good Samaritan then. I'll go I'll go 1.5. <laughs> I feel bad now. <laughs> I did enjoy it. I did enjoy this episode. But I I, I will... It can, I think this is what came across when I was just chatting. I, what I liked about it wasn't really the Star Wars side of it. It was a lot of the, the perspective from another culture side of it. Yeah, it was definitely cool. Yeah. 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 Um, Pablo points of produce? One, it was one, right? 1.5. 1.5. Bryce, you, gave it, a, you gave it a, a one, right? One poodoo. One poodoo, yeah. One poodoo, one poodoo. All right, sweet. All right, cool. Uh, next one up is The Pit by uh, Art Shitai. I think it's what it's called. Shitaji. Shitaji. Yeah. Shitaji. Uh, J- Japanese. Japanese U.S. studio. I think they have locations of both. A fearless young prisoner forced to dig for Kyber by the Empire plans a risky escape for he and his people. Uh, so this was a very interesting one. It reminded me a lot of um, The Dark Knight Rises. A lot of Batman in right, there with the big cave. With the big tu- yeah, the tunnel like- prison. With the with the fact that. You know, there's hope so long as someone can climb to the top, right? Yeah, I got that, and I also got Disney's Holes with Shia LaBeouf. Oh yeah! <laughs> wow, what a callback. Um, yeah, this one was interesting. Uh, 2D animated, so you know, and this one looked really cool. Um, I I did like the idea that you know this was a civilization kind of, um, I guess you know put to work by the empire yeah, i guess they were just captives because they didn't really seem like prisoners no yeah it, it, i mean they were prisoners but they weren't like yeah I, I think okay so the weirdest thing for for me with this one is the lack of 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 uh time gone by because 
you know, it, there's this whole city that just gets kind of blown up over the course of like a few days of what it seems, or maybe a couple of weeks. These characters haven't aged at all, right? The ones in the hole. And, uh, you know, when this guy finally climbs the top and like kind of goes to the city for help, there's like all these people kind of living there. And um, I was like, dude like like how long have they been down there because yeah, like food did, like none of it like this didn't happen overnight clearly like they did a bit of a time lapse there but then none of the characters aged so i was a little confused as to just how long has it been so that kind of threw me off a little bit but i, I the emotional kind of ending that this had with him being thrown down to his that death was crazy. that yeah. hit me pretty hard because yeah, i, I did so not expect it yeah i was very surprised by that um so, I mean, that kind of carried it for me. If he didn't die, I don't think I would have given it a very good score. Um, but I think this ended up being a, like a one Pablo point for me. It was that moment kind of took it over the over the bendu mm-hmm. on this end. So, I don't know. Bryce, what, what did you think about this one? Yeah, it definitely had this. This episode had some cojones because it was like <laughs> it was like the emperor, the empire refuses to use like digging machines and instead he yeah. uses 300 like, people to dig right. a big hole yeah <laughs> <laughs> just just to leave them down there that's pretty evil yeah um, oh my gosh yeah just not anybody know it had some in- you know, like, and people in the city are like a kilometer away yeah yeah it's like i think what, i think maybe maybe josh is right maybe i think it did have some maybe writing issues uh like kind of timeline where how do they build a whole city and kind of do all this stuff like did that have to be a thing like could the city maybe have just been there maybe they're just using the right. the poor people you know from the city to to dig why did the city have to be built while they were digging right um because i don't know and the size of that hole man kind of like they wanted the city to be built with the kyber crystals Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah. Oh, it was a city built of Kyber. Kyber, it, it, not a yeah. whole city, but a lot of the city, the windows, and yeah, it was like the, uh, what was it, like the, what called that? Yeah, you're right. The idea was that these people in the hole essentially built the foundation of their home, right, and are kind of being being uh, trapped it was all for the, it. And right? the fancy windows and decorations of the city; those are all Kyber. Yeah. Yeah. What's it called? Now? Wow. The, the Wouldn't think glass. the emperor would have wanted yeah. that. Yeah. <laughs> stained glass. All this precious stained kyber stained being kyber. used for your, your grandma's China. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so true. And then the people that are um, just yeah. so naive about it, even though they could probably see the pit yeah. from their, probably from yeah. some of their windows. I think there are some good messages in, in this in this thing and, and the animation is was all right, but I think I think I'm gonna give it a bendu. Bendu. Mm. All right. Man, yep. I think the other part that was really intense and like really made you think is like this this guy, like down his luck, he barely gets out of this pit, he's trying to save people. He gets to the city and like nobody wants anything to do with him. No. Brutal. Yeah. Yeah. It just made me think of like a lot of people down and out like on the streets. And, like, yeah. They're just they're just ignored. Totally. People just want to pretend yeah. they don't exist. Yeah, yeah, the, like the crazy, the crazy guy yelling that there's like aliens in our midst, like yeah. you know, when in actual he's fact, probably right. We're just not listening to him. Yeah, and and and, and like it's even more sad knowing that like he's done so much for these people that live in that city, right? Like that's that kind too. of that's kind of the part that hits hard. Like he's not just anybody; he's like one of those people that 
dug so much dirt over the last couple, however many time it was, yeah. to, to, to make a foundation for this city. Right? Not only that, but it was like forced labor. Yeah. Yeah, that too. Yeah, he didn't do it getting willingly. Single. Yeah, he didn't do it willingly. Yeah. Yeah. That's what this, makes it really This sad. crazy guy fought his way out of an alien spaceship, got to Vancouver, <laughs> and came up to Josh on the street and said there are aliens in our midst and Josh uh, I gave him the George Lucas. Away. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> nope. Not today. Got um, a real job. Uh, yeah. No. <laughs> This is only practical in their life. I made stories. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I know this one was uh, the one one Pablo point for me. So, uh, yeah, Ben do and you gave. Mm, I'm gonna go with. I'll push a little bit farther. One point five, just because I really like the animation style. Sweet. Yeah. No, that's what oh, I really like the animation style. Too, I was actually so. trying. It, I recognized it from something else I've seen. But I couldn't. I didn't look Pokemon. up what it was. I don't think so. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, Ow's song, and um, by Triggerfish Studios in South Africa. Uh, so, an alien child who longs to sing is raised by her loving but stern father to stay quiet because of the strong effect her voice has on the crystals in the nearby mines. Which happened. Uh, so, there was one thing that I liked about this episode um, was the idea that there is an entire planet full of corrupted kyber crystals. I thought that was an interesting idea that the Sith had kind of gone there and done something to the planet that corrupted every kyber crystal. Yeah, I was thinking about that. That was interesting. That is really cool. That. Yeah, yeah that, that was a cool concept. And I liked the concept. The The, the rest of this whole episode, though, I, it was just not for me. And uh, that was just it. <laughs> What's funny is yeah. with the High Republic books, we hear a lot about force being connected more to song yeah so like in the higher public books um there's jedi that perceive the force in different ways right uh, in this visions episode it was kind of taken to the literal sense where yeah. this girl can literally purify crystals with her singing right yeah and, and kybers themselves sing and that is for sure canon because it's in clone wars how some of the padawans find their There's yeah they can crystals. like hear them in the force or something right mm -hmm. yeah 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 so um yeah i mean it was it was interesting um it didn't really uh, the animation style for me it was kind of you know it was it was all right i guess um it didn't really keep me too interested um you and didn't then like the like the cool like fluffy textures mm, like the real fabrics and stuff no i th i think that yeah the whole like uh stop motion plushy thing i i don't know i guess it just wasn't for me but no oh, man i thought it was cool remind me a lot of like little big planet it was like everything was like super zoomed in textures of fabrics right I, I, that really drew me in i think the most it was colorful it was it was definitely colorful yeah um i don't know i guess i just didn't look at it as anything super new i think it, maybe it's felt too similar to something maybe i've seen before uh or something like that but uh yeah, I don't know. I don't know. It was just kind of like meh for me. I think uh, this one, I think I would give it like a 0.5 Pudu or a Bendu, hmm. something like that. Yeah. Yeah, I think I, I think I'm a little over kind of Kyber crystals. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Kyber crystalled yeah. out. Kyber crystal. Um, <laughs> yeah, I think I think I'm also gonna go for. Uh, uh, I think I'm gonna go for a Pudu. Uh, I'll go for a Bendu. Bendu. I'm gonna give it a Bendu because it was. It was pretty. It was a pretty. It was very pretty. Um, yeah. yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah, like yeah. I also did kind of like the character designs here too, where they were basically like uh, yeah, what was it called now? Bunnies? No. Sea lions. They're basically oh. sea lions. They had like the whiskers and everything. Oh yeah, yeah, true. Actually, yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't know. But I right. thought it was a cool take on that. Yeah. I like that they're like there was mining. They're mining peoples. Yeah, and I, I like the planet design as well. Yeah, I think that style of like mountains is very common in a lot of animation stuff. But if you don't, mm-hmm. it's something that Star Wars specifically hasn't actually done yet. Surprisingly, mm. that's true. That's true. So. Yeah, it'd be pretty easy because those mountains exist, right? They're like a Chinese mountain range. Yeah, very, yeah. like a lot of cliff faces. So what you what'd you give this one? Yeah, I think I give it one. One one Pablo point. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah, yeah. I did enjoy this. I thought it was a, it was a good kind of like last episode too. Yeah. I can see why they didn't put this one first. Like yeah, it, that's yeah. for sure. <laughs> like I said the first one was too jarring in my opinion. It really threw me off. Really? Oh. Yeah. Because like it actually it like watching it like it kind of darkened my the first few episodes a little bit for me like skewed my perspective oh wow <laughs> and then i kind of worked back up over as i continued that's what i was saying at the beginning i probably need to do a rewatch yeah a couple episodes yeah no that's that's fair i can't uh, be um, bitter <laughs> well i mean that's uh that's that's visions volume two in a nutshell and uh you know our thoughts on each of each of these episodes so you know that was it was cool i think like overall it, it is it is always interesting to kind of like give all these a watch and you know like we said just kind of find that one in the mix that's like oh wow like i could watch a whole series like with this yeah I'm glad we got that again. Yeah. so yeah i'm glad we found like at least one again where like a golden egg sits in the sits in the bunch there um i think this is something that they really need to listen to because it's a good way to release a bunch of stuff star and wars see what the fans Pod? respond to <laughs> yeah, yeah. You, mean, you mean star wars escape Pod, right yeah that's right <laughs> <laughs> yeah. this is what they should be listening to to find out what the fans want yeah that's yeah. <laughs> a good way to dip your toe in the water and get some creative ideas and stuff too yeah yeah and for sure before i can hear the music fading in here but i want to get your guys uh opinion on volume one versus volume two if you think it was a step mm. up step down or like kind of ended up about the same in the end like kind of like an overall oh, that's a tough one that is a tough one because I remember the first one being a bigger deal with kind of watching it in its original uh, Japanese language and then having the okay. subtitles on. That kind of made it better for me. This time around, I didn't even bother with the original language if it had one. I just kind of listened to it as as it was in uh, default in English. And, okay. and it like, I don't know. Did you guys do that? Or did you kind of make sure you flipped to the language it was supposed to be? just english for me yeah yeah english for me as well yeah so i think i think that experience changed season volume two up a lot for me on on this end but um i'm just happy that there's at least one or two golden eggs in each volume where Mm -hmm. you know it's like that was cool um the standout ones for me being like the elder and uh whichever that it was like one or two in this this time around as well which were like really high up the um the score but no i can't really pick like a volume for as a favorite be only because there's only been that one or two that I really like. And then right. the rest I kind of could go without. Yeah. Like but. I would say something similar, but for different reasons. Yeah. Because this, I think this season overall had stuff I enjoyed more consistently, but season one had stuff I really liked and really disliked. 
Mm. I would agree with that. Yeah. Right. Right. And but um, at the same time, the season one, I, I'm just more of a fan of like traditional anime. That's fair. Compared yeah. to that's general fair. anime. It's a bit more consistent. Yeah. Like I just like that style better. So there's a little bit more of a bias towards season one in regards to that. Yeah. So like they definitely both have strengths. Yeah. Yeah. Get more of that what Jedi. What was it called? The Rhapsody. Oh man, yeah. Tatooine Rhapsody That's or something. One. Anyway, Bryce, Tatter, loved the one with the bunny, the bunny Jedi last season. I remember. Oh man. <laughs> <laughs> I might enjoy um, more for this the, time, but yeah. okay, go on. I think for the, um, I was just thinking about like what I'd want from a season three of Visions, and I think it would be really cool if they went into like 3D animation and did more of like a cinematic like um like, mm. like, it's like Star Wars cinematics hey and like, like 3D yeah. like old yeah. republic trailers obviously they wouldn't have to have that sort of budget or or like time to polish but like seeing seeing some of of that would be really cool cuz there's a ton of studios that do that kind of work too totally as we see from like um series on Netflix that are very similar similar to this like Love Death and Robots right right I'm just worried um, so I think all that would like be Clone super Wars. cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that is that is the trouble. You know, they, maybe the Clone Wars look will be replicated too many times, but I don't know. I mean, like, again, though, like, there's so many that are 2D animated, and they all kind of have a unique flair to them. So yeah. It's, yeah. it's possible they could pull it off, right? Um, yeah. All right. Well, cool. uh, thank you both for coming back on the Escape Pod and sharing your thoughts on Volume uh, 2 of Visions. And... Uh, we will catch you both in the next one. We'll see you out there. Keep flying. Always a pleasure. <laughs> Always a pleasure. <laughs> all right. And to uh, all of you tuning in at home, this is Tatooine Rhapsody. Catch volume one of Star Wars Visions on Disney+. Plus. This is not an infomercial. Uh, this has been Star Wars Escape Pod, and we uh, appreciate you tuning in every week to the podcast and uh, giving us those five-star ratings on the podcast platform of your choice. You can reach us at our email, swescapepodcast at gmail.com. Find us on Twitter with the handle at swescapepodcast. Same as YouTube and Instagram. Check out our YouTube channel for weekly releases. May the force be with you, and we'll catch you in the next episode of Star Wars Escape Pod.